This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by Bosbole.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9, good morning and welcome to Open for Business, the show that dives into the journeys and ventures of entrepreneurs and business leaders. This morning on the show, on this Valentine's Day, we have Giran Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. Founded in 2015 by Giran Lim and Penny Chu, Bloom This wanted to address the gaps in the floristry industry observed by the husband and wife duo, including boring floral designs, poor customer service and a lack Luster buying and delivery experience. Bloom this started off as a flower subscription service but involved into a full on on demand gifting store online and has ventured into the physical world with opening three brick and mortar stores. Today on Open for Business, we're joined by Giddin, uh, the co founder and CEO of Bloom this, and we're going to be talking about the brand's journey over the last nine years or just under nine years, I should be uh, to be accurate. Uh, delve into the company's evolution, the recent expansion into physical stores and the intricacies of navigating the floristry industry. Uh, Giddin, welcome to the show. Thank you, Roshan. Thank you for having me. This is almost your ninth year in business. If I have it correct, April 9th will mark nine years since you made your first sale at Bloom This. Um, Let's take a look back and get a better sense for what started you down this path. Can you talk to us a little bit about uh, why you and Penny started Bloom This? Right. So when I was 10 years old, I actually grew up uh, where my mother is a florist and I was helping her around the flower shop, right? So that is what uh, kind of inspired me to, uh, to, you know, take the leap and jump into the industry and start king in the flower business. I, I, growing up, I see there's a lot of uh, opportunities, at the same time, a lot of challenges, gaps, right? Uh, very little operational capabilities, newness in you know products and design customer experience there's a lot more that we can do especially also in digitizing the way how you know people actually uh, give gifts mm. right so bloom this uh, essentially is actually our our third try we've had two failures uh, before that uh, the whole idea was actually to take a brick and mortar business and uh, to digitize uh, the whole space so um, I did it with uh, the first e-commerce. Um, that didn't turn out and I thought that the website was ugly. So um, I decided <laughs> to do it again the second time because uh, I, I think that, yeah, it has to be prettier than that. And, you know, um, I did it together with Penny uh, the second try and actually the results were the same. Uh, we thought that the website was, you know, more functional, more beautiful, but uh, the results were the same. So we knew that actually it's not just about about um, uh, going online or just e-commerce, but a lot more elements around the business. So we, we uh, gather our thoughts, inceptualize Bloom This again. And yeah, in, in 2015, April, we uh, launched uh, the e-commerce again with, with a bit of a, a different approach. Uh, and then I think slowly we gained some traction and yeah, it's been nine years since. Third time's the charm indeed. The <laughs> first two tries, uh, Gideon, were they also in floristry or were they other e-commerce businesses? Yeah, they, uh, all around the flower business because okay. I, I wanted to uh, ultimately give customer a better experience. I see so much potential in what we can do in the industry, um, especially in uh, the category of flowers when we see um, how flowers being appreciated in uh, different parts of the world. And we try to see how can we bring that into Malaysia as well. So that was the whole idea. And we knew that digitization, uh, 
putting uh, giving customers a, a way of uh, buying it online is the way to go and that's why we started to uh, go on the e-commerce route uh, since the first try and I have to say uh, again I've gotten bl plenty of uh, bloom this from my wife she oh, loves thank you the thank platform. you so much so every time there is something going on I will suddenly see bloom this appear oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and the website is beautiful uh, the iteration has worked out I personally used it just a few days ago uh, and it was a very pleasant experience which we'll talk a little bit about that branding and marketing focus as well right making yeah. the customer experience mm. an attractive mm. one um, what were the key lessons you learned from the first two tries I, I think that um, importantly is iteration uh, it's important to understand what the customer wants right also at the time I believe that uh, Perhaps we were a bit also too early uh, in uh, going into the e-commerce space, mm. right? A lot of uh, the ecosystem may not be that ready as well. Uh, but of course, importantly is that uh, value proposition, right? Product market fit. What can we, uh, why, how can we be different from uh, what's already available out there? Uh, and the whole idea about how do we reach out to our target audience as well? Who are we building the product for? Who are we building the business for? Uh, what problems are we solving? All these are fundamental questions. In the first two try, I believe that I didn't know um, what to uh, know what to think and how to look at it that way. So uh, kind of like uh, I believe that it was necessary the failures <laughs> <laughs> for me to you know kind of learn and and uh, get the knowledge out. But I think we were also very hungry uh, mm. at the early stage, right? So after the after the two failures, we were like going. Uh, over and over again, um, you know, then there were a lot of uh, programs that was available at that time as well in 2015. And we were so hungry going for all those accelerator programs and whatnot and started to learn uh, the fundamental of building a business. And I think that helped. Uh. Mm. Uh, if I understand this correctly, you and Penny met uh, while you were working in the pharmaceutical industry. Is that correct? correct? Yes, that's right. Talk to us a little bit about, um, not how you met, uh, that's, not <laughs> this, that's for a different kind of show. Um, but I guess the experience that both you and Penny had before mm. starting Bloom this, including mm. the, the failures, mm. but also the other work you did and how all that kind of played into mm. building Bloom this to what it is today. Yeah, I think those uh, years in the pharmaceutical uh, business and our corporate years actually helped us a lot because we actually apply a lot of the learnings, the principles around a well-run organization, right? Uh, mm. uh, we, we work for an international, multinational company and how processes were in place, uh, how they look at people, processes, and also platforms that they use um, and um, values, right? And these are, these are some of the fundamentals that we applied uh, through our you know, corporate years. And uh, we start to uh, uh, you know, weave them into our business bit by bit so it, it, I would say it, it helped uh, a lot if, let's say, we just started from scratch. Without that knowledge, it's, it's going to be even more difficult. So there was a certain level of maturity you brought in with those processes mm. as opposed to being a little bit cowboy at the start, which is a... Still cowboy, I would still say. Still cowboy, <laughs> uh, but relatively a bit more mature. Correct. Why were those processes you know, so important? Mm. right? So, so other founders who are listening, mm. um, why was that particularly important uh, for you in, and the way... Uh, bloom this grew mm. I think at different um, phases of the business we got to get different things right right fundamentally I think we talk about product market fit and we mm. talk about what problems are you trying to solve once once you you kind of have that uh, assumption and you are testing that assumption and iterating it in uh, with the market uh, the other areas that I believe important is how how you put processes into your uh 
uh, your business. So if, as small as it is, it's still important that uh, things are run in a, in a systematic way mm. from an operational perspective, right? But at the same time, also from a financial perspective, I think <laughs> one of the things that we may uh, overlook is um, is the governance of our finances in the business. So a lot of times we, we really want to get our product out there, uh, talk about our brand and services, uh, but sometimes forget that uh, the lifeline of the business is really on the financial management of the business. You know, if I understand, if I have this correct, you only raised two rounds of funding, which ended with a seed round correct. in 2017. Is That's that right. correct? That's right. Um, and since then, you haven't raised any money, yeah. which means that you've had to grow with internally generated funds. Yeah. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, what played a role in that, right? In, 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 a, in an era where uh, before, you know, interest rates started going up and money became expensive, yep. that generation was all about growth, growth, growth at all costs. Absolutely, yes. Why did the two of you approach it from a more conservative, more fiscally prudent uh, yep. approach? Yeah, it's a very interesting question, right? So, um, yes, you are right that at that time, in uh, that uh, few years, funding was actually uh, very much available. And it's great because the ecosystem started to grow and, and a lot of startups, uh, you know, was birthed forth during that period. A lot of funding were coming both internationally, locally. Uh, so we took advantage of that and we raised a bit of uh, seed round. We raised two, two seed round in the early years uh, and we stopped at 2017. One of my experiences when I was raising the, the funds was that, um, you know, VCs really want us to grow really fast and, and naturally so. And actually, when we did that, we started burning a lot of cash mm. for the uh, sole reason of uh, trying to hit milestones. But the milestones were like top line growth, milestones, market share and things like that, right? And um, I must admit that I was also, uh, you know, uh, driven towards that direction. But after I, I closed the second round of funding, I began to realize that uh, what's important is the fundamental unique economics of the business, mm. right? Of course, we build a brand and we build, uh, you know, uh, great products to, you know, uh, solve problems for the customers. But it cannot be sustainable if the unique economics of the business isn't uh, correct. So after 2017, I decided to switch my attention and my and, and my time towards building fundamentals of the business. For example, uh, first, of course, the, the, the core financials, the understanding the unit economics, whether it makes sense. Two is uh, I spend a lot of time with my team, with people, um, um, start start to understand what are their challenges, the uh, processes that they uh, they go through. Because this business also, it's, it's also very people and labor intensive, yeah. process, in, uh, operational heavy, you know. So it's not just a e-commerce platform at the front. Of course, we optimize that to the best ability so that uh, customers get a great experience. But at the back of it, uh, to make the experience complete, we have to also nail the fulfillment and the operational excellence part. That actually has a lot of moving parts with people, processes and platforms. So I spend a lot of time uh, revamping that, uh, thinking about that and how, how do we think about scalability in an industry that is uh, that is so um, you know uh, difficult to scale, there is perishable goods that we are handling. We are delivering on a particular day. Our customer base are one is a sender and one is a recipient. Mm. So the dynamics of uh, of uh, you know the buying and receiving is different. Uh, products and whatnot. So 
I, I decided to spend a lot of time thinking around how do we uh, make this, this business work. And as I go deeper into it, then I realize that, uh, yeah, there is uh, uh, leveraging on technology is important. Building processes is important. And then I realized that actually a lot of tools out there are not also uh, very um, designed for an industry such as this, mm. which compelled me and my team to actually drive towards building uh, technology and building our proprietary solutions around uh, the needs that we have, all in the name of giving customer a great experience. And all this ended up with a uh, fiscally prudent or a more sustainable approach towards the way you grew the business yeah, as well. Yeah, so we moved towards, so the whole idea was uh, how fast can we get towards profitability. Mm. But having said that, it's really difficult to um, drive both growth and profit at the same time. It's almost mm. uh, contradicting <laughs> if you're driving growth and profit. Which one do you want? You want to grow yeah. with your profit, right? But I, I believed, I always believed since then, since like 2017, 2018, sustainable growth is uh, is the right way to go because we are going for a long haul, right? We're not really trying to do something hit and run, mm. uh, but we're trying to build something of value uh, and really fulfill the mission, creating moments of happiness. That's what Bloom This is about. And so we want to we want to think about sustainability. Therefore, um, uh, getting to profitability uh, as soon as possible, or, or a path towards profitability is so important. So I started to switch my attention towards doing that rather than uh, going out there and start raising another round and another round uh, uh, of funding. And, and uh, before we go into a few messages, uh, Gideon, when did you achieve profitability? Uh, so uh, we've been profitable since four years, four years ago already. Uh, so, so about 2020, 2019. Yeah, correct, correct. Mm. Folks, I've been speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup, and we've been exploring their nine-year journey. I'm Roshan Kanesin. This is Open for Business. We'll be back in just a bit, so keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Be firmly motivated. BFM 89.9. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I'm speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. As we learned in the previous part, uh, Gideon, you've been at this for almost nine years now. This is your third time building a business and third time was indeed the charm. You only raised two rounds, the last ones in 2017. And since uh, about 2019, 2020, the business has been profitable and you've been balancing this fine line between growth and profitability. Um, given that it's Valentine's Day, I do have to ask this question. Uh, when you and Penny started out, uh, your co-founder, uh, you were I think you were going out at the time, you were now married, husband-wife duo. Uh, talk to us a little bit about this unique dynamic, right? It, you're involved in each other's professional lives as well as personal lives. How do you balance that? Yeah, it's not very recommended, right? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, taking too much risk over here, putting all my eggs in one basket. But but having said that, uh, I think the rationale behind why we do what we do is super important, right? So um, when we first started, uh, I still think until today, it is a privilege to do what we love uh, with the person that that we mm. love, right? So Bloom this started off uh, as a love story, right? So of course, at the start, um, the whole industry, um, digitizing the flower industry is a way I'm uh, like trying to improve the legacy of where my mother has left off. But moving forward, uh, doing it together with Penny gives me a lot of sense of uh, fulfillment and uh, meaning, right? Because we, we started this trying to translate 
the 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 um, uh, moments that we have mm. towards the business and then towards the larger community of people. So if you think about what we do, why the mission is creating moments of happiness, um, gifting, especially in flowers is actually present in people's life in every journey of their life. From the moment they were born uh, to the moment they have birthdays, celebrations, to graduations, to their proposals and their weddings and all the way until the end of their life. Uh, if you see flowers, it's always present in, in a person's journey, mm-hmm. right? So there are many moments that uh, we are actually uh, playing a part of. And so so that is uh, that is really the mission why uh, we, we started in the in the first place. So we started as a couple, we moved on, we got married, then we got a daughter and you know now things are uh, you know growing both in the family side of things and also in, in, in business. Uh, it can be challenging, mm. I would say, uh, but the key is really to um, to compartmentalize business and really uh, be intentional, you know, to set aside time for family and, you know, uh, us as, as a couple to also work on our relationship is also important. So I, I think that that, that dynamic, uh, if done right, uh, has a, a lot of uh, strength. Lah. It's, it's, uh, it's un, I, I would think uh, special uh, strength and special power given for you to keep pushing forward. <laughs> if there was, um, you know, if there was one thing you would tell other couples who are working together, uh, what would that be? But one piece of advice. I think um, it's it's important to understand, uh, put ourselves in the other person's shoe, right? To be empathetical, understand that uh, uh, we are uh, we are all trying to reach the same goal. It's just sometimes perspective can be different, mm. right? It's important if we, if we either see a problem or an issue, it's important to put it in front of us and know that we are actually working together towards uh, that issue and it's not about, you know, uh, each other. And uh, uh, really remember why we do what we do, why we started, what was that mission all about uh, in the first place. Because it, we will definitely go through uh, ups and downs, you know, good times, bad times. And in the tough and difficult times is when uh, knowing uh, why we do what we do, you know, the meaning of this all mm. gives us that that special uh, strength and ability to, you know, carry on and, and move forward. Because I would say tough times don't last but tough people do right so it's, it's the same as in any relationship be it you know being a couple or you know <laughs> co-founders yeah. so nine years or almost nine years in bloom this is uh, the third time uh, the third version of the floristry business that you were trying to build out started off as a subscription service even with bloom mm. this and now has evolved to this on-demand e-commerce platform mm. that's not just about flowers that's also about other kinds of Correct. complimentary gifts mm. uh, let's go into the evolution right like, mm. in the early days of bloom this specifically or you know uh, even the first version of the product uh, the first venture yes there was an itch that you wanted to scratch but you need to know there's a market out there for what you want to build mm. how did you test whether there was a market for this i think it's a re- really obvious for me because uh, like I said, I, I grew up in kind of like in that space. So I really saw that there is uh, a consistent demand. The demand is also uh, evergreen. Mm. Uh, even, you know, flowers has, is an age-old industry, has been around for, for decades, right? Uh, so And it's just cyclical. Uh, the demand spikes in different seasons of the year. Like today, I'm guessing Valentine's Day <laughs> yes, must be a very busy crazy, time for you guys. <laughs> extremely, extremely crazy time. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of uh, thoughts and preparation months ahead uh, before we actually tackle a day like this. Um, but it's cyclical and the industry goes through this, f- like like I said, for decades already. So I think that um, what, what compels us to actually uh, see that there is a potential is basically 
there is a demand that's for sure is how do we uh, improve that experience to the customer because uh, given the complexity of um, the perishability you know like a special on demand day like that like a special uh, valentine's day like that delivering it same day and whatnot um, there is a lot of um, complexity that actually may affect customer experience. Mm. So tackling those uh, issues and, and challenges one at a time, I know a small improvement bit by bit in every different areas of the business actually give, uh, actually helps uh, uh, compounding effects on that customer experience. We've got a few minutes before we go into the news bulletin. Uh, talk to us a little bit about that complexity, right? Mm. That demand and supply uh, balance that you have to navigate because mm. you source, but you and you also deliver. It's mm. all end to end essentially yeah. here. Correct. Um, and it's a lot more difficult that, uh, for you than the customer who all you've got to do is just click buy and then hope it gets delivered or expect to get it delivered today. Talk to us about the intricacies of what goes on behind the scenes. Correct, correct. So exactly that, right? Uh, when a customer click and buy, that seamless process on the platform has to translate to the same seamless process when the fulfillment is done, right? So that the customer absolutely trusts the brand uh, on their special day because that day is, uh, it's to us can be many, many deliveries, but to that person is very important. It's that one special day. So that the intricacy of processes that goes at the back, um, I believe that uh, owning that value chain is important. That is why we are not just a uh, e-commerce front platform, but uh, the entire fulfillment process, there is a lot of moving parts. If you think about it, we've got to deliver on a particular time. We, we promise uh, same day delivery, right? So it's on demand. So there's logistics capabilities. And we are actually taking raw materials, right? And putting it together in an artistic manner, right? And and uh, delivering that piece of art, that work of art. And, and if you look at our uh, offering today, it's not just flowers. We've got balloons and um, uh, food, gourmet food products like okay, cakes, ice cream and then we've got uh, plants and all these different items we, we personalise the message personalise the photo so you can imagine that all this personalization comes in place for each order has a lot of complexity mm. and your, your chance of, of, of making an error is very high when you scale this up so uh, what we did was actually we uh, layer technology in, in its place, of course, a process, and then layer technology to digitize the whole operational part. The moment uh, when we receive the raw materials, we put it together. Um, how do we uh, uh, actually um, get all this within an order? How do we consolidate all the orders together, uh, manage the logistics? Um, there's a lot of uh, technology that actually uh, we invested in in developing. And that started actually back then in 2018, 2017, mm. uh, when we, we thought that it's time to make the process efficient. Hence, we started to develop that. Uh, technology and so it actually helped us a lot uh, when we when we hit the pandemic I mean none of us knew what to do at that time in 2020 but um, uh, one good thing uh, for us is that we already digitized a lot of that uh, processes like contactless delivery everybody was talking about uh, uh, payment solutions e-commerce way of getting to customers um, so we've already um, uh, actually built those capabilities uh, in-house and that actually propelled us forward for uh, another another S curve of growth, I would say, during that whole period. So um, it's still uh, a lot of work because in the value chain there is still a lot more to be mm. done uh, within supply chain and and whatnot. So uh, we we may not 
we, we definitely need uh, to do this uh, together as an industry, right? Uh, for Malaysia to thrive and to appreciate uh, uh, gifting and flowers more as a society, <laughs> yeah, everybody plays a role in, in contributing. Getting me going to the 10.30am news bulletin. When we come back, we'll talk more about that growth story ahead. Folks, I've been speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. I'm Roshan Kanesan. We're going into the news bulletin right now. Uh, we'll be back here on Open for Business in just a bit. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by Bosspoly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Banish feudal mentality. BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business is powered by Bosspoly.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanesan and this morning I've been speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. Let's talk a little bit about the growth aspect of it because as far as I can find, uh, in 2022 it was reported that Bloom This saw 500% growth in the preceding two years. So that's from 20 to 2022, uh, delivering over 100,000 orders in 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it was also noted that you wanted to keep that momentum Going in early, we talked about that balance between profitability and growth. It's now 2024. What's growth been like over the last two years? Yeah, we've had uh, growth years actually every year. Uh, for the past uh, eight years, uh, ne never had a degrowth actually. Every year it's been a growth year. Really thank God for that. Uh, even post-pandemic, uh, we maintain our growth levels and we've been actually pushing higher and higher. So we just hit another all-time high uh, last year in, in 2023. And the year has started strong as well, uh, so I, I think that uh, there is a lot of a lot of headroom for growth still. Looking at at what we are doing at this moment, um, we are predominantly uh, strong in Malaysia. We are right now in Klang Valley and have a presence in Penang and Johor. But by and large, we are not in the entire country yet, mm -hmm. right? Uh, as well as as we look into our uh, channels, we are very much in the e-commerce space, but e-commerce in itself is also evolving. We yeah. are from a centralized e-commerce, we are looking into decentralization of, of, of commerce, right? Look, if you look at social commerce and TikToks and whatnot, right? And if you look at different channels, uh, like last year, we actually moved into uh, expanding into the retail space because uh, we think that uh, being omni-channel is also important, being present and giving customers that physical uh, engagement and experience is also something that we want to do. We refrain from doing it for, for a long period of time because we wanted to stay focused and to win at least one, one area of our business first. And now we think there is a, it is time for us to start expanding into all this uh, omni-channel and different categories. So uh, we're still very poised on uh, where where we are going, a lot of potential. Categorically as well, uh, we, uh, as you clearly mentioned, uh, we, we started with flowers. We've expanded into the uh, wider spectrum of gifting uh, because we see these products as adjacent to the moments why people want to send a gift, right? So, uh, so right now it's very B to C, but you know, corporate gifting is a very big business as well. Mm -hmm. Is that going to be a big space for you? Yeah, I think we already uh, are doing it at this moment, right? Uh, although we don't shout too much about it. Yeah, that is on the channel side of mm. things, right? Because it's very adjacent and operationally, once we tackle the operational capabilities, then uh, we are able to start expanding into multi-channels. 
So where is Bloom this in terms of uh, revenue generation today and what kind of growth are you expecting in 24? We are looking uh, today, we're doing a monthly uh, a seven digit kind of a top line mm. and uh, easily uh, eight digits kind of uh, revenues uh, annually. I believe uh, still we still can continue that growth rate in, in terms of, as I mentioned, uh, there's all these different uh, expansion. In, in fact, uh, we are really only in, strongly in Malaysia. We have a, a small presence in Singapore, but geographical expansion around Southeast Asia is also possible. Um, so there's still a lot of work to be done in that sense. Mm. But uh, we are really excited to, to see that opportunity, uh, how Bloomdix can actually, uh, importantly, also helping the market of uh, gifting and floristry to grow uh, together with the whole you know, value chain. Do you see the technology that you've built as a potential service to provide to other players in the industry long term? Do you see yourself as a as a technology provider in time? Yeah, so um, I, I absolutely see us as an uh, enabler of industries, right? Mm. So uh, I'm glad that actually you brought up this this angle because when we first started Bloomdays. Like we said, it is important to give customer a great experience. It's important to have operational excellence in which uh, it is a given to digitize processes and automate processes, right? So technology come in play. As we build these capabilities, then we begin to see that in itself, the process and the technology, the platform has its value in enabling a business, a complex business like the flower business. So uh, one of our goal is to become that enabler for the ecosystem, enabler for industries. Uh, we, we see ourselves as an enabler for perishable, uh, on-demand kind of business. And there are a lot of verticals beyond flowers that are actually in the same uh, category that will face the same operational issues, logistical challenges, supply chain cha uh, or and inventory challenges that all of us have. Um, I, I'm glad that we actually did something here that actually uh, can help solve some of this complexity. And with that, uh, yeah, along the way, this is something that we, we aspire to become a enabler of the industry to help other uh, businesses to thrive as well. Uh, so just uh, back to growth for 24 and ahead, are you expecting multi-X growth this year or just multi-double-digit growth? Uh, we, we would say that uh, double-digit growth is, mm. is something uh, possible uh, that we, we want to do because growth, like I said, still committed to growth uh, with profitability, right? So yes. so, so uh, growth at all costs, I, I feel personally, is a bit unhealthy if mm -hmm. we do growth at, at all costs. Uh, so sustainability is still key. And also at the, at the end of the day, uh, building people and processes uh, within the organization as well. So developing the, the skill sets of people, either uh, rising people up from within the organization or bringing key talents that can uh, help within the organization is important. So the end of the day, I will look at it and say that how much impact this business has really created beyond just numbers and profits, right? How about people? How about the industry, right? How about the larger economy? Like we also do a lot to contribute to the gig economy through logistics uh, drivers and, and whatnot. Um, how about the supply chain? So, so I, I would uh, really think it, uh, success comes not just in numbers, but it comes in, uh, in the form of impact as well towards the, the larger community of people. Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us in terms of the level of profitability that Bloomless is currently experiencing? We, we it can vary if we say product by product, right? Different mm -hmm. kind of product. We we can look at maybe margins of let's say uh, thirty percent to sixty percent, depending on the type of products that uh, we have. Um, the thing is that by and large, uh, our products are original, so it's designed, right? It's proprietary. It's designed. A lot of uh, thought 
and concepts are put in place. So the launch of a product is a lot of work. We, we take almost 60 days to actually launch a range of products. And so uh, why we do that is because we want to continue to innovate, give that newness to the industry and, and be as original as we can, uh, a unique product. So uh, that's also important in terms of uh, and, uh, ensuring why we can actually uh, command for the, the margins and the values that we try to create. So um, it's still, it's still, I think it's still a lot of work in progress, but but, <laughs> but their potential is there. Yeah. Um, then we got to go into a few more messages. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about uh, fundraising plans as well as um, what else is important for your growth going forward. Mm-hmm. Folks, I've been speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. I'm Roshan Kanesan. You're listening to Open for Business. Keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Open for Business will reopen in a few moments. Powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. Beyond Frivolous Matters, BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Open for Business is powered by BossBully.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Open for Business. I'm Roshan Kanderson, and this morning I've been speaking with Gideon Lim, the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup. Gideon, clearly, uh, through this conversation, we've talked about that balance between profitability and growth. Uh, largely, uh, Bloom This is profitable, but you're still looking to drive growth going forward. Some key areas we talked about earlier include maybe utilizing the tech platform as a form of growth industry-wide as opposed to just within your own company. Um, But the key area uh, that you've talked about in the past as well is expanding beyond the Klang Valley, or at least the major cities, right? Replicating your operational blueprint in other cities and also looking overseas. Um, Is that how uh, how much of uh, a growth driver is this going to be to bloom this going forward? And what are the plans here? Yeah, I I think that is definitely a key growth driver because... um, if we look at uh, as a startup, you build one capability at a time. And uh, once that blueprint is strengthened, we start to see how can we replicate that blueprint into, uh, it can be a, a geographical expansion as you mentioned, right? Can also be a channel expansion or a categorical expansion. So, so uh, by and large, we see growth in that manner. Um, expanding as, 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 by and large, as, as a start, we look at Malaysia as a whole. Uh, the service that we do is is very suited for um, uh, cities with large larger population. People are you know uh, they they are busier and they really want gifting uh, to be seamless and mm-hmm. on demand. You know, I can so, so, um, I can testify to that. <laughs> <laughs> so it works very well for a, like a, a major city around around anywhere in the world. Um, so in Malaysia, we have a lot of these uh, these uh, uh, cities around. So we 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 want to see how can we start replicating in home ground first. In in, in Malaysia uh, before going out into uh, different countries. Mm. What would be the next market uh, in terms of ambition? I think uh, it, it would still be around, uh, if we say geographical expansion, then our e-commerce uh, capabilities is still uh, important. So uh, start uh, developing uh, our hubs around uh, um, you know, cities, in, like states in, in Malaysia, mm-hmm. uh, and 
perhaps we already have a, a presence in Singapore and uh, that can be an area of uh, um, focus as well as we expand uh, outside of uh, outside of the country. Uh, is Indonesia on the radar or Thailand perhaps? We, we, we will also look at, um, as we go into different countries, we will look at the complexity of, um, uh, of course, the market demand mm. sentiment. Uh, um, you know, by and large, everybody got birthdays and anniversary. I think they, you know, they need the service. It's just that how do we uh, uh, become relevant to uh, localize in that country? So it's in the radar. Uh, I would say, uh, of course, I think uh, uh, we we will look into uh, how can we generate that uh, uh, you know uh, ability to do so. It could be through partnerships, or you know, uh, future investments or anything like that. Um, last year, as you mentioned much earlier in this conversation, after eight years in the business, you took a physical presence in partnership with KPJ Healthcare. Uh, that's one of the three brick and mortar presences that you have. Could you talk to us a little bit about that strategy, this offline to online push? Because you're not the only e-commerce player we've seen do this. Mm. What's the allure or the attraction of going physical? I think number one, um, we know that being omni-channel is important. Pandemic has taught us that uh, being single channel is risky for whatever reason in case, let's say, that one channel is, you know, uh, at risk. So being omni-channel first allows us to distribute the risk. And then secondly, it also um, gives us the ability to, uh, again, customer experience being online and offline is a unified uh, experience. So, um, but we are cautious about setting it up um, um, anywhere. Um, why we pick uh, the partnership with uh, KPJ is because first there is a utility value to why flowers and gifts are needed mm. in hospital, right? It yeah. is a natural thing that um, that actually we 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 help to elevate the uh, you know um, the sentiment and you know experience in uh, you know people uh, go through uh, as they go to hospital. And if you look at the the industry also, um, uh, there is a lot of uh, uh, synergy that we can we can do to work together, right? Like um, uh, like before treatment, during treatment, and post treatment, there there are different needs uh, when why people go to hospital. And so uh, we are there to uh, uh, work together with the hospital and the group and see uh, how we can actually uh, help them to you know, make these experiences better for them. We've talked about, I think, three or four key areas of uh, that could be growth drivers, geographical expansion, um, this, e this uh, brick and mortar push, mm. this offline omni-channel push. Also, the technology part of it, right? Mm. Maybe that could be a way to generate revenue by uh, becoming a technology partner with mm. other players out there. Is there anything else that you're looking at that would be a key driver of growth in the next few years? I, I think uh, important not to stretch ourselves too thin as mm -hmm. well. So we take, uh, we, uh, like how we started, we, we actually uh, take baby steps, right? And after that, uh, once we've, we've got product market fit, right? Uh, and then we start building deep into uh, that, that category. So um, as a brand, uh, this would actually kind of like keep us really super busy already <laughs> because some of these areas are also new to us. So as we think about handling our core business, Right, uh, we have to be be careful not to be too just focused on BAU and not think about innovation and new areas. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, not to be too distracted with new things and very exciting innovation <laughs> that we forget our core business. Right, so that balance again is is very important. Um, and so that's how that's how we select. We try to not go into too many things, uh, but just pick one or two things to go uh, deeper down. You know. 
I know you're you're balancing that not to stretch yourself too thin. Um, but you've gone from flowers to gifts in general. Is there another vertical of product or e-commerce vertical that you are looking that is on the radar for Bloom This? Uh, categorically, like we said, that uh, products we can always you know uh, add mm. those those uh, products uh, right for the for whatever the purpose of uh, gifting is. Uh, but like like I mentioned, actually. Uh, being an enabler helps us to um, uh, to actually bring us towards the next S curve. Enabler means that helping the industry to grow into those categories. And one of the challenge they may have is also on supply chain uh, challenges, inventory management challenges, right, operational challenges. So actually, these areas uh, is a potential a because we've digitized that 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 process. There's a potential way that we can actually work with partners uh, to actually grow that, that those those uh, areas for them. Uh, Gideon, you've only raised uh, two rounds of uh, fundraising in the last nine years, mm-hmm. and the last one was in 2017. Um, since then, you've grown by internally generated funds. Um, and I understand uh, that you've basically bought back uh, your company uh, last year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about that, the rationale for uh, going to the shareholders and saying you want to go private again or buy back your shares and what this entails for the story ahead. Yeah, I must say that um, uh, I think for like any any growth or any life cycle, right? Uh, there are different phases in a company's life cycle. I must say uh, I'm super grateful for the investors that mm-hmm. came in the early stage. To be honest, without them, we won't be where we are today, mm-hmm. right? A lot of um, uh, they are the one that actually propel us and and give us that platform to even start. And I'm really eternally grateful for you know what what they have done to help us to, to come this far. Um, I think you can think about it like uh, like any any uh, growth of a human being. Eventually, you know, you you leave your parent and you start to you know, <laughs> go into you know uh, becoming your you build your own family and things like that. So um, the reason why we actually consolidated and take back uh, the company is because that uh, it allows us to align interest again among the founders. So actually the founder is just me and Penny. <laughs> and start to uh, organize uh, where we want to bring uh, the company uh, towards the next phase of growth. And that next phase of growth, what's important is beyond just money and funding, is strategic partnerships that ah. can help us towards um, either in true uh, market access, uh, in the value chain where we are weak, or supply chain uh, capabilities, you know, we we think we start to realize that there are certain elements within the business that uh, actually uh, we need uh, key partners uh, that can actually uh, help us to uh, you know go into the, those areas quicker rather than us building everything from scratch. Uh, that will take a, a long time and also very risky to do. Uh, what kind of strategic partnerships are you looking for? Yeah, so I think I think like I just mentioned, uh, supply chain capabilities mm-hmm. is one. Right, uh, we are at uh, the uh, area where we are consumer facing. Uh, giving consumer the, the best experience. A lot of uh, our challenges may depend also on um, supply chain capabilities, availability of you know uh, materials and, and whatnot. Uh, that can be one area. Market access, as you mentioned, you did mention about what if uh, a different country like Indonesia or anywhere else uh, uh, expansion, expanding into a new market 
uh, can also be uh, daunting in a way. So actually partnerships actually do help us to uh, move into different markets. Uh, uh, like um, we can leverage on each other's mm-hmm. uh, strength. Uh, it can also be partners that have facilities and infrastructures that are readily available because like for us, it, we can be also, uh, the infrastructure can be important for us to operate uh, well within the region. So an infrastructure has a high capital cost in investing into those infra. So working with partners that already have a certain infrastructure can help us. Or even category, right? So, uh, I mentioned perishable on demand. There's so many uh, category of businesses uh, and, and, and products that are in the same category uh, that, may, that, that can leverage on what we have built. And also we can also work together with them to uh, enable and empower those, uh, those categories as well. So we see a lot of opportunities in, in um, actually uh, aligning interests with, uh, with some of these uh, key partners uh, to take the company and to, 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 you know, to be synergistic in our growth with each other. Yeah. Are you looking to raise funds, uh, whether with the strategic partners or in general, in this next phase? I won't close the door to fundraising, I must say, right? I think that uh, capital is definitely important as well for us to uh, uh, grow um, because organic growth is uh, can be slow and also to some extent may also be risky because of the speed. So I wouldn't say that, you know, um, taking investment is, I would say it's an option definitely. But importantly is uh, uh, that a strategic approach uh, to funding is uh, now important. Um, now that we have now aligned back the company towards a direction, then that strategic approach uh, towards a holistic you know, a plan on how we can drive the company to, to the next S-curve again. Last question, uh, and I like asking to this to all founders, irrespective of how early or whether you've rebooted the cycle, essentially, with which seems to be the case with you, um, what do you think is the most likely exit for Bloom This or for a company like Bloom This? Is it trade sale, IPO, m and um, What can you tell us in terms of, I know it's still quite early in your mind, yeah. but um, what do you think is most likely? I think, yeah, you're right. It's still quite early because we see a lot of headroom for growth mm. uh, uh, moving forward. But essentially, if you look at, if you talk about exit, there's uh, three, three, right. three <laughs> options only, <laughs> la, if you have, right? Option number one is that um, you build a business and you pass it down to your children. Mm. Right? That's one option. Uh, option number two is, uh, like you mentioned, a trade sale, right? Uh, either you consolidate and uh, you, you kind of like being gobbled up by, by a bigger player. Or three is actually uh, you list the company in your IPO. Right. I think importantly uh, for us is to build our core competencies uh, towards a long term uh, vision. Right. So it, it has to be uh, continuously generating value. Right. So it's still it's going to be a long term game, be it uh, uh, whether uh, the founders ultimately exit. I think we are still, I still, I would think that we're still young. <laughs> we still got a lot of, uh, you know, a, a lot of runway to go. Uh, so so uh, we, we are still at a, a very motivated and enthusiastic uh, point of our life to drive this uh, forward. But we all know we are finite eventually. Mm-hmm. We are all, we are finite. So you know, building the, corporatizing the business and ensuring uh uh, succession of the business and you know uh, the, the, the business go beyond 
even the you know the life cycle of the founders is very important so what we're trying to do now is to build a business that that will last 100 years right like mm. let it go it should be uh, continuously creating value uh, uh, what is is meant to do right uh, beyond even the life cycles of the founders already who knows maybe one day when your daughter is old enough she might say she wants to get into the family <laughs> business who knows right <laughs> um, Gideon it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you thank you so much for your time thank you Roshan folks I've been speaking with Gideon Lim the CEO and co-founder of Bloom This, a Malaysian on-demand gifting e-commerce startup uh, on this Valentine's Day. I'm Roshan Kernison. You've been listening to Open for Business. Up next, we've got Resource Center. So keep it here to BFM 89.9, the business station. Are you open for business? Register your company with BossBelay.com, Malaysia's first online company secretary. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, the business station. For more stories of the same kind, Download the BFM app.